Charlene and Bob Steinkamp, the founders of Rejoice Marriage Ministries, are pleased to bring you the following message. To find out more about other materials available from Rejoice Marriage Ministries, or if we can minister to you in any other way, please contact us. You can write Rejoice Marriage Ministries, P.O. Box 10548, Pompano Beach, Florida, 33061. Please visit our website at www.rejoiceministries.org. Our hope is that through Charlene's message, you will receive the encouragement from the Lord and with His strength and power, your marriage can be all that your Heavenly Father planned it to be. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Rejoice Marriage Ministry Monday Night Bible Study is starting. To God be the glory. And oh, we've been away to Texas and we had a great time. And we had, a, I believe, 160 even for adults and six or seven children, so 167 people, plus us. And so to God be the glory, and it was a full house, and we were thrilled. And you know what? We flew on Bob's birthday, and then we came back, and October 1st was my 49th wedding anniversary. So I have been married 49 years. Even I count, yes, when Bob was gone. Yes, I do. (laughs) I believe in God's side I was married And so I don't believe that I need to say, oh, let's fight over whether it was uh, 49 or 47 or whatever. So anyway, it's 49 years. I can't believe 50 years next year. Isn't that awesome? And I'm not even old. (laughs) Anyway, I just wanted to tell you, we had a great time. So anyway, um, let's open up uh, with the Word of God. And I'm going to read from Isaiah tonight. And it's Isaiah 41, and it starts with verse 10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And then I jump down to verse 14. Do not be afraid, O worm, Jacob, O little Israel, for I myself will help you, declares the Lord your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. See, I made you into a threshing sledge, new and sharp with many teeth, and you will thresh the mountain and crush them and reduce the hills to chafe. You will will on them and the wind will pick them up and a gale will blow them away, but you will rejoice in the Lord and glory in the Holy One of Israel. That is for you. We're going to just cut up those mountains that we're looking at and we're just going to thresh them and just just chop them up and blow the mountains away in the name of Jesus. So let's pray. Lord, I just praise you. I just thank you. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for the first Monday of each month and thank you for allowing us to go to Texas and proclaim the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ and proclaim that God does heal hurting and dead marriages. It doesn't matter who was at fault because we both were at fault. We were both at fault because we didn't know to pray for each other. We didn't know how to not have strife in our home. We did not know how to love each other unconditionally. We did not know as a woman we should submit to our spouses and unto the Lord. We didn't know that husbands are to love their wives Um, by the washing of the word. Lord, we learn a lot when we start to read the word. 
And that is my prayer for tonight, that we will hunger and thirst for the word of God. We will hunger and thirst for righteousness. We will hunger and thirst for the presence of the Lord. We want to have our marriages restored for God to get the glory, God to get the honor and praise. And then we want it for our children because the children are the victims. The children are the ones that are wounded and hurting and, and are rebelling and all the many things that are happening to all of them at, with many different ages that it affects. So Lord, I just pray tonight you will open our ears to hear. Open our eyes to see the word and then it leap off the page. Lord, touch our hearts and dig up that hardness of heart and turn it to a heart of flesh. And Lord, go and touch our spouses, all the spouses, all the prodigals, all the lost loved ones, all the grandpas and the grandmas and the cousins and on and on. Because you, we do not know when a day has come that we may die suddenly, quickly, by just that all that has happened just recently in the United States. Lord, we just ask that you would please be with all the people that are going through so many circumstances, not even the United States, but around the world that where we have standards. And Lord, we just ask that you would meet their most urgent need tonight. And I pray as they listen to this tomorrow, that they will be touched and encouraged and they will know that they know that you are right there with them, that you will never leave them or forsake them. And we will just give you the praise and the glory. We love you, Lord. We need you. And we know that you are our redeemer. And we are praying for a mighty breakthrough starting now. And we started a little bit earlier. I talked about it last month. But we're praying for a breakthrough for Thanksgiving and for the Christmas holidays for many, many hundreds, thousands of prodigals to come home for the holidays. In Jesus' precious holy name we pray. Amen. Okay, good evening. We want to invite you to stand and join in singing. Um, this song is called Praise Him, so we're just going to lift up praise to the God who is alone worthy of all of our praise.
Is God your victory tonight? Well, it's a little bit weak. <laughs> I mean, if you don't believe it, who believes you? <laughs> so you have to believe it. Well, welcome to Rejoice Pompano. I'm Lori. For those of you that are new, I'm Bob and Charlene's daughter, and we're very happy that you're here tonight. Um, I want to just take a minute and see if we have any birthdays or anniversaries in October. My mom mentioned that her anniversary was October 1st. And um, which she does celebrate too. So if you guys are thinking, I feel like she just had her anniversary. She celebrates her restoration anniversary in July and then the real official, you know, first time they married in October. So if you're divorced, don't be discouraged because you just get another anniversary when you get remarried. So it's all good. It's all good. Um, okay, birthdays or anniversaries in October. Raise your hand if anybody guys usually there's floods of hands okay right here in the front Natalia a little bit of English that's okay I speak no Spanish so <laughs> okay all right Natalia birthday or anniversary anniversary the 14th of the month 15 years on the 14th of the month, and that's my husband's birthday, so that's a good day. <laughs> Happy anniversary. Okay, who else on this side had their hand up? Senia, way in the back. Okay, October 1st anniversary and birthday on the 23rd. Anybody else that I'm missing? Birthday or anniversary in October? Oh, way in the back. Anniversary 20th, how many years? 26 years, well happy anniversary. Well, our gift to you is a free item from the bookstore. So at the end of the night, you all can go pick out a book or a CD of your choice back there. And the rest of you have to pay for them, sorry. <laughs> your month will come, your month will come. Um, the bookstore will be open after Bible study and everything is $5 with the exception of like two items, but everything else, we just have $5, you get a deal at Rejoice Pompano. Um, if some of you I noticed, and I've already met a few of you that are new tonight, so I wanna welcome you. We meet the first Monday of every month, and tomorrow you're gonna get an email that's gonna remind you that the audio for this um, Bible study is online for you to listen to. So if you ever can't make it a month, or you wanna listen to it again, um, that is online every month and the archives are there so you guys can go back when you're having a discouraging day and you can listen to I, I mean, There's like two years. I think loaded. It's a it's a while that's loaded So you can find that under the rejoice Pompano website um, I also wanted to let you know about what's in front of you um, You have got the new standards affirmation bookmark now it hasn't changed the wording hasn't changed But it grew up a little bit so it's a little bigger than our old one so if you're looking for um, the standards affirmation, you have that, take it home. If you would like some extra of those, we have them with us so we can get them. They're on the front table and you can help yourself to take some more of those home. Um, you also have a yellow prayer sheet in front of you. So if you have a prayer request or um, just a note or something you want to get to us, you can use that. And there's a basket in the back that you can leave it. And um, those are not published anywhere. Those prayer requests, they're not 
put out on the internet there for us internally so that when we do our staff devotions and when we have our prayer time that we can be lifting up your requests specifically. Um, I also wanted to let you guys know, do you remember Eddie? Some of you that are have been here a while. Eddie is one of our prayer warriors, an older gentleman that would always sit in the corner and he would be praying through a big notebook while we did Bible study. And he's been part of the ministry for like 18 or 19 years, but Eddie's been sick and hasn't been with us for a few months, but he's back in the hospital right now. So if you all can just be praying for Eddie, his name is on your big prayer list that's in front of you. Um, but if you can just remember Eddie, his brother is now in town and they're trying to talk to doctors and figure out what needs to be the next step. But just keep Eddie in prayer. He has prayed for you if you have been part of this ministry at all for the past 18 years. He has prayed for you by name and he loves to pray for people and I know he's probably still praying for us tonight um, from his hospital bed. You also have an offering envelope in front of you, and if you would like to help support the ministry, you can just put a donation in the basket that's in the back. Um, and we also will take debit or credit cards if you find something at the bookstore that you would like. Now, how many of you have been keeping up with Charlene Cares? Be honest. All right. <laughs> have you seen the big announcement? Okay, I feel like that's not very confident. A couple of you haven't seen it. We're starting something very exciting. And it's a little less exciting for you guys because you get it in person, but it's still going to be wonderful and you need to be part of it. We're starting an online Bible study. And we're going to be going through the book that my dad wrote called Prodigals Do Come Home. Um, we're in the middle of registering people right now, so it's going to start October 19th. So if you want to participate with us, you need to go online and sign up so that you get the emails. But we're going to have a community together that goes through this book. And we're going to dig deep into this book and then deeper into the story in the Bible of the prodigal son and deeper into how that affects us in our life. Because when we hear about the prodigal son and that parable in the Bible, I'm sure that we probably think, oh, that's my husband or that's my wife. And we don't think about how we can be the prodigal in God's eyes so many times. So anyhow, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a great place of community. Um, how many of you are on Facebook? Anybody? Anybody? A few, well, a lot of you. Okay, we're going to have a Facebook group. So you're not only going to get the emails um, throughout the week as we go through this together and read it together, but if you're on Facebook, you can go deeper and get involved in the Facebook group that will be specifically for this study. So sign up for that online. Um, we'll send you the link tomorrow in your email. So if you forget tonight, you can go do it tomorrow also. Um, we just went to Dallas, as my mom mentioned. We had a great time. We had met some people that we had seen before. Dave from Pompano was in Dallas on work, and so he got to join us. And Deanne's daughter lives in that area, so she got to join us. And Jerry, who used to come to Bible study, got to join us. So we had faces that were familiar to us and new faces. Um, but we appreciate you praying for us while we were gone. It was a wonderful trip. And um, we have a brief video that we just want to show you of our Dallas trip. Desperation When all we know is doubt and fear There is only one found 
It's such an encouragement for people that don't live close to us in Pompano that can get together at these events. So we're so thankful that we had the chance to go. Um, so many people feel like they're standing alone. They don't have support of their church. They don't have support of their relatives. And they feel like they're isolated. So to come to this event and to leave with names and email addresses and phone numbers of, of other men or other women that are going through the same thing you're going through is such an encouragement. Um, and Greg and Missy were there. As you saw, they were on the stage. So they helped us pray with people. And um, they shared their restoration testimony with us that's going to be on a CD. We actually met with them in a hotel room the night before the conference and set up an impromptu recording studio and they recorded their um, testimony CDs. That's going to be available in the next coming months, but that'll be a great encouragement to you as well. Um, tonight, you get to hear a testimony live and I'm going to ask Raquel if she will come up here. Raquel's husband wants to be here to share this because they have a restored marriage, but Mike is going to classes in seminary right now, which is wonderful, and so he can't be here, so Raquel agreed to speak and carry the load on her own. So please welcome Raquel, and when she's done with her testimony, Brittany's going to sing for us. Thank you. Hello, everyone. I just want to start off with a prayer. Thank you, Lord, for tonight, oh God. I thank you, Jesus, that you are so faithful, God, in every circumstance, Lord, you are on time, God, and you give us so much peace, Lord. You give us strength, Father. And I just thank you, Lord, for your continuous faithfulness, God, your continuous love, Lord, and your continuous wisdom in our hearts and minds, Lord. In your precious name we pray, amen. So I've been restored for about two years now. Um, and I remember when everything first happened, when my husband first left, I was like, what is happening? What are we gonna do? It was like a year and a half of us being married together and like real life hit us a lot. Like we weren't prioritizing each other. And so when he left, like my perfect world or what I thought was perfect just came like crashing down. And the Lord really, really broke me. But at first I didn't take it as the Lord breaking me. I was like, what is happening? And so it was very tough for me. And I remember I was like, are other people going through this? Like, what can I do? I need, I need some people that are supportive because everyone around me is like, what are you gonna do, Raquel? What are you gonna do? What's gonna happen? They're asking me all these questions and I'm like, I don't know. 
And so it was such a blessing to stumble upon this ministry and to come here and be with other standards and for us to support one another, you know, because I know how it feels to, you know, go home and it's like an empty house. And it's like this, this house used to be me and my husband growing together, learning together, and now it's just me alone. I know how it feels to you know, go to work and feel like there's a cloud over you. I remember there were days where I just couldn't wait to go home and just pray and be close to God. And like the scripture that talks about clinging to the hem of Jesus' robe in Luke 8, that was me. I'll just go home and like lay out and like I'm like I'm like I'm reaching for you Jesus. I'm reaching for you cuz I know that I needed him and I know that only he could complete me. And so <clears throat> I didn't have communication from my husband. When I did, I I would tell him that I'm praying for him. He'd tell me stop praying for him and it was so crazy, but the Lord did so much um throughout throughout that time when we were separated. And when he came home, he actually came home on a day where in the morning on my way to work, I was like praying to God, and I was like, Lord, it would be really cool if you surprised me through my husband somehow. And I was like, but I doubt that will happen. Like in that same sentence, that's what I said. And then later on that night, I was like worshiping at home. And I usually turn my phone off when I'm worshiping, but this time I felt like I shouldn't. And he had changed his number and everything. Anyhow, he calls me, and I'm like, hello? <laughs> He's like, I'm like, like so normal because I have to worship. I was like really on fire. I'm like, you know, whatever comes. And so anyhow, he called me, he tells me I left where I was staying. You know, can we meet up? Can we talk? Whatever. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm coming where you are. And that night was like crazy. Like you, you kind of plan what your suddenly would look like. It's not how I planned, <laughs> but it was good. We were in a parking lot. We were just crying. He was telling me everything. And I remember throughout this stand, I would pray for a new mic. I'm like, Lord, you know, if you're, if you're going to send him back to me, send him new. I want this and this. And I listed everything. And now that he's home, I'm like, he doesn't even remember how he used to be. But the Lord has changed him so much. And even in the process of restoration, the Lord is still so faithful. If, when, he's, when he was coming back, I told myself that anything that happened, even though I want to start talking, and I know I need to zip my lips, but I was like, let me just pray about it. And it was so amazing to see that when I chose to pray, the Lord really answered my prayers at that time. And I, I had the Power of a Praying Life book. I don't know if you guys know that book by Stormy Osmartin, but that book was like my lifesaver. I would go to that book, and I'm like, okay, I need to pray for this and this and this and this. But it's so crazy how the Lord really, really comes through. And he's faithful. Even in the hardest of times, I remember I would just go pray because I'm like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> you know, and, I, and I'm like, I don't want to push him away and all this kind of stuff. But the Lord really guides you. And I feel like as you know, standards, we have that superpower to just pray, like pray our way through. And so, like I said, it's been like two years now. And like we are like more in the Lord than ever before. Like we recognize the struggles and everything that we weren't doing before. God definitely restored it, restored our relationship with God. And now my husband can't be here tonight because he's like, um, Lori said, he's at a theological institute taking classes. And that's something I prayed for for like over 10 years. Like it's like, um, like I'm telling you, like God is just taking care of us so awesomely. And I couldn't have asked for more. So God is faithful, and know that even in your standing right now, you still have purpose. You still have passions. You still have things that God wants you to use you to do. 
even at this time. And I, I didn't know that my stand would lead me to help other women, but it has, and it's like crazy. And I'm like, me, me, God, you know, like, oh, this is why I went through this. Okay, now I see, but you have a purpose. So find your gift and be used in it. And I just wanna encourage you guys to keep standing strong and lean on God, cling to the hem of his robe because he is faithful. See you. 
Brittany, you did an awesome job. That's our newest employee. Isn't that awesome? Oh, to God be the glory. And it just happened that Raquel said, he is so faithful. And I thought, she has no idea what she just said, that you may or may not have heard it, but I heard it. And I said, oh, Lord, you are so faithful. And my question to you is, is the Lord faithful to you right now? Do you feel that he is being faithful to you? Are, is he meeting you where you need him to help you? Well, I want to ask you another question while you're thinking about those answers. Are you being faithful to the Lord? Are you being faithful to the Lord? Because it's a two-way street. He created us to have a relationship with him. He created us for us to come to know him personally and to have an intimate relationship. And that is so important. And many of us have gotten so busy with different things in our life, our spouse, our marriage, children, career, sports, Facebook, Twitter, cell phone. All of a sudden, we sort of left God out of the mix. And you know where God wants to be? At the top. Everything comes underneath. So tonight, we're going to talk about God's faithfulness. But I've got those two questions. We know about God's faithfulness. We Have you seen God's faithfulness? Have you felt God's faithfulness? Have you had answer to prayers that you know, that you know he answered? And then the next question to remind you is, where are you? Where are you with the walk with the Lord? Are you being faithful? Are you doing all that he's knocking? You're not listening. You're not getting it. I keep knocking at your heart's door and you're not opening the door up and doing what I'm telling you to do. And that is where we need to examine our hearts tonight. We need to say, am I the delay? Am I the reason that I have not had answer to prayers? It could be. Now, let me tell you, there's many, many, many men and women here that were are the standards, and they were given that information like Raquel, and suddenly they left. But there's many of, of us that have made mistakes in our marriage. Many. I divorced my spouse. I listened to the surveys. I listened to pastors and counselors saying, separate, get, get rid of them. 
He's not changing. He'll never change. Well, that's the devil's lie. And that is the devil's lie that if we would ever believe that, show me that in the Bible. Because God said, I came to seek and save the lost. He meant everyone. Now, we have a free will, but oh, God has a thousand different ways to get your free will to turn into that his plan and purpose for your life. A thousand. He probably has 10,000 or a million, and I don't even know about it because I haven't taken surveys. But anyway, I want you to understand the Lord is wanting your attention first in marriage restoration. Has he got your attention? From, I would say, from here, if you're here, He's got your attention. In fact, I would dare say that maybe in the middle of the night or, or whatever time it might have been, but most of the time when they find us, it's in the middle of the night, late at night, you're crying, having a bad time, and you type out marriage restoration or how do I get a divorce? You get us either way. <laughs> Bob did that. But we've added a lot more words since then. But we have ways to get, you get us before you get a divorce court, hopefully. Um, but anyway, you found us. And that's the praise, because we want to show you there's an alternative. The alternative is the altar. Getting on your knees and praying and not falling into a trap of let's just get a divorce and get on with my life in two, three, four, whatever. We don't want to do that. We want to do God's will, God's way. He has a plan. He has a purpose. And we want to seek the Lord and learn the awesome power of God's faithfulness. So I am studying and doing a word that we probably don't do a lot. But since I already had Raquel say faithfulness, and since I know that I know that when I heard this song um, last week, I said, when Brittany uh, gave me a different list of songs, I go, oh, that's it. That is it. Because I just love and believe in God's faithfulness. Because my husband battled illnesses for 16 years. And you know what? God was faithful. And he was there in every crisis, every illness, and he never died for 16 years. And the doctors kept saying, that one should have killed him. I don't know why he's still here. And it went on and on and on. First couple of years, you think, wow, you know, it's, this is good. But it kept going on. And then you realize it's not about Bob. It's not about me. It's about God's plan and purpose for our lives. And that Bob was supposed to write 19 books and, and still um, be sick off and on. And you know what? That's God. That is God. So I want you to know that God is faithful. So I want you to turn to Psalm 89 while I'm uh, talking to you. Because I want you 
to start thinking while I'm talking, and I want you to say, have I seen one, one way of God's faithfulness since I started standing? And I'm going to be bold, and I'm going to ask for raising of hands in a minute, but I want you to think. Have you seen the presence of God? Have you seen any sign that when you started praying or you realized you had marriage problems, you saw God intervene or maybe put a big billboard or whatever he has to do uh, to get your attention? Who did he bring into your life or who did you just happen to meet? that you haven't met for so long, and then all of a sudden, they ask about, how's your husband? How's your wife? And you have to say, well, we ha we're separated, we're divorced, and you know, oh, that happened to us, but we're restored. And that was God. That was God showing you, i got a plan and a purpose. You haven't thought of that, but I've got a plan and a purpose for you. So I want you to open your eyes tonight to see how awesome, powerful, sovereign, holy is our God. And he just happens to be talking to us. He, we are privileged and honored and blessed. And are we doing it enough? Pray with him. Pray to him. And you know what? Jesus is the right side, and, and he is praying for us all the time we're praying. And what it says in 1 Thessalonians 5 says, Be joyful, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. Didn't like that one. But the first two were good. But those, are all three, go together. And it's 1 Thessalonians 5, 6, uh, 5 16, 17, and 18. And we need to say, and we talked heavy about this last month, but we want a breakthrough. We want a breakthrough in our marriages, in our lives. Lord, change me, mold me, make me. Whatever you need to do to get me to be able to write a book and to, to speak more and give me more subjects or make a CD, Lord, you just give it to me. You speak to me. You know, I'm available. Well, that's sort of, I, I need to be more available. But the bottom line is, are you ready to really do what you need to do to have a breakthrough? And that is a sacrifice. I will tell you that right up front. There is no doubt about it. It is going to be a sacrifice because we have to crucify our sinful nature. We have to say no to the world, no to the TV, no to the YouTube, no to the Facebook, no to everything, and put the Lord first. He's a jealous God. And we have to even put our husbands under or our wives under that. So it may mean you get up in the middle of the night to pray. It may mean that you get up early in the morning and sneak out of the bedroom, and that's going to be okay because they're sleeping like a little baby. And you're going to sneak out of there, and you're going to go pray. 
and then your bed happens to be empty, you're going to get out of bed really early because you need to be praying that she's there or he's there. And if you haven't gotten to the point, you need to be praying more. More. That's my word for tonight. We need to increase our time in praying. Whatever you've been doing, can you increase it 10%? God could say 50, but I'm saying 10. He may say to you 25%, he may say 50. And in fact, he could say, uh, you're really not praying too much, so uh, 80%. Because I'm telling you, he wants you to pray for your marriage to be resurrected and restored, for your children to be delivered, for your husbands and wives to be healed. To, there are many family members that are sick, and he wants you to be the instrument to be used for all that. And he's not want you just to pray for one situation. You could be praying for the people in Oregon. Have any of you prayed for that? I'm not asking you to raise your hands because I don't want to do it. But I hope we have a whole room that has prayed for the people that have lost their, their children. Dear people, if there's one thing you understand, we must pray. Lord, I just pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, wake us up. May we wake up to the in divine importance of praying. How ironic Raquel's husband told her to stop praying. How ironic last month I said, or maybe in Texas I said, my husband said, stop praying. And I said, no, I can't. I, I can do anything else, but I can't do that. Lord, I know there's power that we do not even understand when we pray when we pray correctly, when we pray the word that's never will return void, when we praise you, when we worship you, when we thank you in advance for what you're doing on the other side of that mountain, Father God, let us quit complaining and grumbling, but let us thank you for what you're doing and going to be doing and all the promises you're giving us. May we thank you for the promises. May we stand on the promises. May we speak the promises until they come forth. Lord God, I just pray that you would anoint me, touch me, and use me tonight to speak your word. And may they be challenged. And may they examine their hearts that they will know the answer to those two questions because you know the answers. I don't need to know the answers. I need them and all of us to read the word of God. And we may need to start in Matthew. We'll start with John. I would prefer that. But Lord, I pray for We'd read John, read all of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and then go on to the, the epistles. And then we could go to Genesis. And oh, there's so many mighty men and women of God there. So Lord, we can do. But if we don't learn it, we're missing the lessons that you want to teach us. Lord, I pray that this class and this group that is listening 
that is going to be hearing this for years to come. I pray that they will get serious about standing and that they don't want the long stands, but they will do everything they can to do to have shorter stands. And I believe as the Lord gets closer to coming, the stands are shorter. But I pray for every single long stand, as I did in Texas, that they would be right, rise up right now and have all the long stands of the Graces and the Marylands and, the, and all of the other ones that we know of, that we will pray that they would become suddenly, quickly, supernaturally, be restored. And we will just give you the praise and the glory for what you're going to do. But Lord, the long stands that we are getting weary, we're asking you tonight to help them increase their faith, hope, and trust in the Lord, and that they will examine their prayer life and see if they become lukewarm. And thank you for the war room. Thank you for what you've done to bring a church and wake it up and bring it to be over four weeks in the theater to wake us up to say, we need to pray for our marriages. We need to learn to pray. We need to get serious about how we act and behave in our marriages. And we need to be honest and walk with integrity. Lord, we must be Christ-like and walk in holiness and righteousness. Lord, I just pray you would bless this time as we study your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Okay, Psalm 89, let's go to verse 1 and 2. It says, I will sing of the Lord great love forever. With my mouth, I will make your faithfulness known through all generations. I will declare your love stands firm forever, that you established your faithfulness in heaven itself. You said, I've made a covenant with my chosen one. I've sworn to David, my servant. I will establish your line forever and make your throne firm through all generations. The Lord, the heavens praise your wonders, O Lord, your faithfulness too in the assembly of holy ones. For who in the skies above can compare with the Lord? Who is like the Lord among the heavenly beings? In the council of the holy ones, God is greatly feared. He is more awesome than all who surround him. O Lord God Almighty, who is like you? You are mighty, O Lord, and your faithfulness surrounds you. Praise the Lord. Have you experienced God's faithfulness during your marriage problems? That was my first question. Now, can I see some hands? Have you experienced God's faithfulness as you've been standing? Have you had that? Has God revealed himself in some way, answered a prayer or whatever? Well, I'm going to say, yay, man, the Lord has done that to me. He really did it to me because I divorced my husband due to counsel, wise counsel, as it says. But you know what? I forgot one person else to, to ask. I forgot to, to not just take surveys, 
I forgot to go to the Lord in prayer and seek his face. Now, I know that sounds funny now that you're in here and hearing me teach, but it wasn't funny then because I was very angry. Oh, anger. Ooh. You've probably heard some of my stories. Uh, you know how angry I was. And I was very uh, jealous and I was unforgiving. Uh, that's a few description words I can give you. But uh, where are you on all those? Now, I know I'm confessing my sins, but don't forget yours. Uh, uh, we, got to, we need to clean up you a little bit tonight, too. So how are you doing on your forgiveness? That's, we can start with that one. Are you turning the other cheek, going the extra mile? Are you really forgiving your spouse? Oh, why don't we add that other person on there, too, on that list? Because that other person, you think, may be the enemy, but they're not. It says in Ephesians 6, it's not flesh and blood. Do you know that scripture? Oh, may I ask you a question, because I have new people here tonight. Do you happen to put on the armor of God on you? Because if you don't, you're uh, naked outside in this world tonight. You are not being protected by God. And he tells us, Paul very clearly tells us in Ephesians 6, and if you need to be strong, if you're weary, you're tired, and you're just not doing very good, and you want to do it, it says, finally be strong in the Lord, Ephesians 6, 10. I'm only going to read that. Finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Well, I would say we've had the devil attacking us in this room. Would you not agree? Would everybody agree with me on that? Let's get our hands up. Do you know it's the enemy? Oh, if you don't know, let me introduce you to a real powerful truth. This is an enemy's attack. This is an attack from the enemy to destroy marriage that God created the institution of marriage. So we have to stand up and we have to fight the fight. And we have to be willing to pay the price of sacrificing and praying and not be mad at your husband or your wife or your children or be mad at the other people who maybe counseled them wrong. It doesn't matter. It matters now what you're doing and what you're going to be praying. Let me go on. Put on the full armor of God so you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle, here it is, is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world. This is about the enemy, okay? And against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, you put on the armor of God. Now, you can find a two-sided sheet of what we pass out at conferences. You can go to rejoiceministries.org and you can go under resources and go all the way down. No, going to go back up to resources. Look for prayer and fasting and then go across and then go all the way down. And you will find prayers, prayers for your spouse, 
personalized prayers. And then at the very bottom is armor of God. And then you can print that out and you can pray our prayer that I wrote. Or you can pray how to put on the armor of God and what it all means. And you can learn. I dare say that once I saw War Room, and I'm now starting to read, and I thought I should have written the book that's titled down, which would have been such a good idea, Charlene. But I didn't do that. But I read uh, two chapters this weekend on a book that I bought at the airport. That's what I was going to, that's what I started reading it. Is It's written by the Kendrick brothers, and it's like the battle program or something, something battle and program and whatever. So anyway, I recommend the book. I've started it. And in one of the examples, he's already talked about the armor of God. That's why I'm just throwing that into you. Because he said, um, Alex and uh, his brother Steve, they said that it's like when you are getting hit by the enemy's fiery darts, it's like you, Winston Chil uh, Churchill did this. He had the army, and they were losing, and he said, all of a sudden, he said, they put, made the tank to fight the enemy in World War II, or I believe that's World War II is what it was. Don't, don't quote me on that. But anyway, it was in a war, and it was a long time ago. So anyway, he, they built, Winston Churchill built the tank. And you know what? Nobody could hurt them. We're to put on the armor of God. Uh, belt of truth. Breastplate of righteousness. Gospel of peace on our feet. Helmet of salvation. And lift up the shield of faith. Breastplate of righteousness. Breastplate of righteousness. Holiness. Okay. And then lift up the shield of faith. And then the sword of the spirit. Now, we've got a tank all around us. Oh, not in the back. That we don't need the back because God's got our back. Okay? God's got our back. And if you stand in a line and you all stand in a line on one side, make a straight line, and you all hold up your lift up your shield of faith and have all your artillery on, and then you make a second line and put one at the end of each and you put another one, you, nobody can get you. They can just do what they want, but they can't kill us. That's the armor of God in a group, in unity. The battle plan for prayer. Okay, we're just going to have them get real busy and buy a lot of books. Because that's what you need. You need the battle plan for prayer. And if I don't teach enough about prayer, I know that we do, then I just want you to learn that there is a strategy. And you know what? We've been talking about this for 25 years. And we're still saying the same thing. Put on the armor of God. But I dare say over 50% of you are not doing it because that's my stats. When I go out to lunch, 50 50%. Don't do it. Or sometimes. Well, what happens if sometimes you send your child to school and they don't have the armor of God on? 
things are going to, God allows things. God allows us to get sick. God's going to allow me to die because there is one day I'm going to have an appointed day for me. But we must be, use wisdom and knowledge and understanding and discernment to be good prayer warriors and intercessors. And if we want our spouses home, we have to get serious about praying and not just for when they come home. And did you notice Raquel? Did you happen to notice Raquel? She didn't tell some of the stories that Mike could have shared. Uh, but Raquel is, and, my, and, uh, and her husband, are, they're pregnant. They are pregnant. He told me he is pregnant. He's got a lot of... of uh, cravings. And I thought that was funny when he told me that. So anyway, the bottom line is they're having their first baby. So there is the process of marriage restoration. So God is good. <laughs> Raquel, did you really forget? You forgot. There, there was the blessing. You came running to tell me, and then we didn't get to announce it. And then I'm thinking, okay, she's going to announce it. And then she forgot. And I'm going, oh, i got to do that because this is so awesome. We have so many restoration babies, and we love them. So anyway, anyway, I just had to throw that in. So I want to get, I had to tell you, are you ready to fight the fight? You need to fight. Are you ready to fight the fight? Okay, you know, we want to be serious. So anyway, put on the armor of God, and then he's going to give you strategy. And how does he give you strategy? God speaks to you. God does speak, and if you never have him speak to you yet, get my CD. God does speak. It is imperative that you learn to tune your ears into the Holy Spirit's voice. And he does have a voice. He does speak to us. And I did not know that. So you know what? When I was, after I divorced my husband, I said, I can't hear you, God. I cannot hear you. I made a mess of my life, and I've divorced my husband, and now I am bleeding to death because I realize I shouldn't have done it. And because I, the pain is so bad, why am I hurting? Because I got rid of him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But our kids were missing their dad, and I knew I had made a mistake. I knew. I didn't know what to do except cry. So I did that until God sent somebody to speak to, uh, to me at church. That's how God, you, you will learn that. But God does speak to you in so many ways, so many ways. I am telling you, if you lose anything, he, and if you ask him, he will tell you where it's at. Now, I had a pearl I lost off my ring, and I had to wait for a few months, but you know what? He, he found it, or I, he showed me where it was at, and I'm telling you, it's awesome how God speaks to us, and that's the most important thing that I would suggest tonight, is that you learn and want to hear the Lord's direction, to turn to the right or turn to the left. That is what it, the Lord is telling us. He will reveal that to us. And if we do everything our way, it's not going to work. And, and we're going to fall, and we're going to fail. And so I want you to understand that. It says...
Um, I, uh, I didn't bring my regular Bible tonight, so you got to bear with me. Things just don't open up like they used to. I, I, once I get my Bible opened and working, it, it's really awesome. But anyway, anyway, I believe me, it's, it's Isaiah, but I don't have the exact verse. But it says he will turn to the right or turn to the left. And it's about 18. Okay, he's so faithful. Um, in verse 19, I think it's going to open up. Well, don't worry about it. Believe me that it says. Believe me, it's Isaiah 30. O ye of little faith. Verse 19, O people of Zion who live in Jerusalem, you will weep no more. How gracious he will be when you cry for help. That's us tonight. As soon as he hears, he will answer you. Although the Lord gives you the bread of adversity, amen, we all can raise our hand. Water of affliction, we could raise our hands. Your teachers will be hidden no more. With your own eyes, you will see them. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Then you will defile your idols overlaid with silver and your images covered with gold. You will throw away like a minstrel cloth and say to them, away with you. Who and what is your idol? I talked about it earlier. What is your idol? Throw it away. If you, I don't mean literally, maybe, but may ask God what he means. What is an idol that has come and blocked your relationship, your time with the Lord? Now, I can tell you, he stomps on me just as much as he stomps on you because he requires more of me than he does of you. So I want you to understand that God wants you to know and wants you to hear his voice. Isaiah 30 is very, very important. And write down Jeremiah 33.3. That's an extra one for you. My prayer tonight is regardless of what your spouse is threatening or if you're divorced, you will experience God's faithfulness and understand that you can walk through these deep waters. You can go through this fire. You can do all that you need to do because the Lord God is with you. The Holy Spirit, when you ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart and life, the Holy Spirit, the counselor, the greatest counselor, is living inside you. So our, our, the, we're the temple of the Holy Spirit, and we need to treat our, our temple correctly. And that's where we have to say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. How do you want to make it from day to day? How do you want to react to your trials and tribulations? How do you want to, re to react? We want to react by saying, Lord, help me. Lord, say the Lord first before you pick up the phone and call somebody. You know, 
this. Or before you text somebody, you do not do that. You don't go to the computer. You don't do Facebook. You get on your knees or find your prayer closet, the war room, and you get in that. That's what we're going to do. We're going to break all the old habits of what we've been doing. Does that make sense? Do we not need to get serious about standing and have a battle plan? And the battle plan does not include others. It, you're going to have one or two prayer partners that really believe in marriage restoration. The rest are thinking you're a little bit crazy, cuckoo. And, uh, and they're thinking, wow, they are. That was a blessing that person left. You know, what are they doing? They want him to come home? She, they want her to come home? No way, you know. Well, guess what? God will speak to them at his own time. But you know what? When you get your marriage restored and you get to share it and you get to share what God has done, they're going to remember the power of God because they're going to remember your circumstances. And that's when God gets the glory and God wants the glory. And remember when Joseph all the circumstances that Joseph went through, he went through a lot of trials and tribulations for 13 years. But you know what? God gave him favor every single time. In fact, he got favor because he got yanked out of that hole and he didn't die in it. And then he got put into prison and the, and the head prisoner um, guard, whatever his name was, um, gave him favor and gave him over that. And then, he and then he kept telling his two friends, don't forget me when you go see the king. That didn't help. No, those two friends didn't care about him. Cared about me, me, and me. And all of a sudden, it goes on and on. And then he was so handsome and good-looking that the, um, the woman that was the wife of his, that was his boss tried to... Uh, have an affair with him. That's a nice way of saying it. Chase him. And then she lied. But you know what? That's what the devil does. That's his name. He's the father of all lies. So I'm trying to say to you, when you go to Isaiah, if you go to Genesis 50, that was one of the scriptures God gave me when I was standing. I love Joseph. God really spoke to me about Joseph all the circumstances, and it says his brothers thought they were, once now that father had died, they were going to kill him, but the brothers came in verse 16, uh, 18, I'm sorry, in Genesis 50, but Joseph said to them, um, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it to, for good, to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives and marriages. So then, don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke, spoke kindly to them. Is that not a praise report? That is a praise. Because read Genesis from 37 to 50. And that, when you're ready to read a chapter a day of, of the Old Testament, 
Start in Genesis. Awesome, awesome. You will learn so much. And you will see the hand of God. You will see God's faithfulness. You need to come to the point that, that God can speak to you and that he can speak to you about anything. Let me share. Um, I did a lot of, I, I have, have an oldie-goldie way of doing it. I pull on my books above me, and I pull out all my books, and I go to Vines, um, I go to Nelson's 3-in-1. I just pull out all my research books. Now, I have got a new program that I just got that all I have to do is go to the uh, logos, and all I have to do is click on that and find and get illustrations and so forth. But you know it's hard to break that habit of pulling all the books and pulling them out and laying them all out, all around me. And so finally, after I had prepared the whole teaching, I, 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 I did Logos. I said, okay, give me one or two more scriptures. I'll go for that. So I've got to break some bad habits, but I love my books. The point is, some of God's faithfulness is described as everlasting, He's stabilized, he's unfailing, he's infinite, he's great, and he's incomparable. That's God's faithfulness, God's faithfulness of descriptions. It says God's faithfulness is seen or manifested. He counsels. He's a covenant keeper. Deuteronomy 7.9. It says, Know therefore... That the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commands. He also is faithful, keeps his covenant. He's forgiving sins. And let's go to 1 John 1, 9. Because this is the part that I needed to get you to examine your hearts. Remember me mentioning that? 1 John 1, 9. And we've used this scripture in devotionals before, so you may recognize it. I hope you do recognize it, because we need to recognize some scriptures in this Bible. We need to know a lot of scriptures in this Bible. In 1 John and chapter 1, verse 5, it says, This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light. And in him, there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the, the truth. Now, there's the first word. We need to pray for the truth to set your spouse free. We need to pray for God to speak to us and to tell us what his truth is for our marriage, for our spouses. If our spouses are at a stalemate of no communication, you need to pray, Lord, what do I need to do to knock down the wall of silence? If you will tell me, if you'll give me scriptures, I'll pray them daily. But I want to open the communication in our relationship. I want us to do a miracle. I want you to start us communicating healthy communication. That would really be nice, too. Clarify, you know what? You ask, seek, and knock. 
will ask for healthy communication, not just communication. You get the secret to that? We, we know we can have communication from them, screaming and yelling and hollering and cussing, but we don't want that. We want healthy and loving communication. Uh, Stan called me to tell me she couldn't come tonight. She's been sick. And she told me a praise report. And she has, does not get to see her husband or talk to her husband, so I'll give you a praise report. And her two kids were um, down south somewhere, and they were, she was going to drive down there to meet them, but they were all going to get together. Normally, they go in two cars, but she's been sick. So she picked up the phone, and she said, Can you, would you mind uh, driving that I catch a ride with you? And they got to be in the car for the first time in a very, very long time and drove from Vero, uh, Port St. Lucie, all the way down. Now, I am telling you, those are showing of God moving and God's faithfulness. And, and Sam said to me, God just showed me the good in me being sick. <laughs> She's been battling something very severely for a couple of months. And guess what? She says, I've already praised the Lord, thanking the Lord, that there was a divine reason far greater than what I could have ever imagined. So, you know, God can turn things around to good if we will trust him. And if we will be obedient and pray, and she'd be bold enough to pick up the phone and ask. The most that anybody can do when you pick up the phone is they scream. They don't scream and holler at you, but you just answer in love and, and unconditional love. Or they hang up on you, or they don't even answer the phone. And it doesn't matter. We're to react and, 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 and act like Jesus. What would Jesus do? And that, until we get that right, we get to repeat the test a few thousand times. If you haven't found out, you know, I even am so conscious that I had a drugstore uh, give me uh, medication, and the, there were, they were missing a box. And they said, we'll have it in a few days. I said, okay. And she said, so I'm not going to charge you now and you can pay it the next time. So I said, okay, great. So I got the medicine and I was out of it. And so I went back for four days later and went to pick up the other uh, one box I needed. And do you know what it, they said, there's no charge. And I said, you need to look at that because I didn't pay the last time. That's okay, don't worry about it. And so I went home and I thought about it. And I said, Holy Spirit, now, if, if you're testing me that I need to pay that bill, I'm going to call them back up. So I went to the drugstore uh, again, and there was a girl that I knew there that knows me. It's bad when you have the people know you in the pharmacy. But anyway, I've known them for years for Bob, and, and so I know them. And so I said, Jen, pull that up. I've, I'm, here I am. i got two receipts for you. Zero is zero on two of them. I didn't pay anything. So she pulled it up and she goes, oh, Mrs. Steinkamp, you don't have to worry. She says, Medicare paid it, and you don't have to pay anything. I said, my supplemental always makes me pay something. She said, nope, this one is free. Now, and I said, are you positive? I've never heard of anything. Now, I'm arguing about paying something. <laughs> but I finally said, okay, if I've done what I need to do, I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You just blessed me. 
So do you thank the Lord when he blesses you for doing things? You know, I went to lunch yesterday and uh, picked up a sandwich at a Subway shop, and it's Mike's Subs, New Jersey Subs, and that's healthy eating, but it was my treat to myself. And uh, so anyway, I went there, and I, you, they keep numbers so you get a free sub every so often. And guess what that was? I got a free sub. Now, I am just tickled pink because I got a free prescription this week, and I got a free sub. Is God good? Now, do you get excited about things like that? Yes, I do, because I see God in it all the time, and you need to see God in everything. And if you don't, then you're not praising the Lord. And we need to praise the Lord in for the big things or the little things. If I found a dime, I would say, okay, praise the Lord. You know, get excited about what God is doing for you. He may give me a $100 bill sometime. I got to be aware of it. You asked him to be Jehovah Jireh? Let him be Jehovah Jireh and supply your needs. But you have to be, you have to tithe, you have to do things to fall in those circumstances. I am telling you, this word is good. Okay, I got off the train, a little track off there. Boy, did I get off the track. I am now on the side of the road, wherever that deer uh, train fell this morning. I don't know where it was. Was it in New Jersey, New York? Where was it? Vermont. That's right. That's where it was. Let's pray for those people. But Vermont... I'm off the track now, so let's get back on it. It says, if we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus. May we never, 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 never forget the power in the blood of Jesus. His son purifies us from all our sin. And his son, the blood of Jesus, is going to purify and deliver your spouse, your husband, your wife, your children from any addiction that they may have. If they've got another woman, another man, if they are living with somebody else, if they made a non-covenant marriage, if they have drugs or alcohol, it does not matter. It says, if you want to do a study, study about the blood of Jesus. Study about the cross. Study about the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. God did not send his only son to die on the cross for our sins, that he paid the price for all sinners to be saved, all to be delivered, all to be set free. He is our protector. He is our healer. He is our deliverer. And he is your spouse's deliverer, protector, and all of the above. And know and learn the names of Jesus. We need to know the names of God. We need to get serious in studying the word of God and growing in the word of God. And when your spouse comes home, you zip your lips. You don't give them the theology and all what you've learned. You let them come in and you do it in the middle of the night or you do it early in the morning or you do it in the car at lunchtime. I don't care. Your spouse can't handle you as a theologian at, when they walk in the door. <laughs> be, be, be considerate. 
you're, and, and, and don't have the list of rules that they've got to go to church and do all this there. That's not what you're going to do. You're going to say, Lord, you speak to them. And that God can speak to them much easier and much quicker and get better results than we. So he's going to purify us from all sin. That's imperative. And you know what? We get new sins all the time because the devil's tempting us to sin all the time. So beware. The, the luring lion is out there. But we know what we, can, we need to do. If we claim to be without sin, our, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, here's the word, he is faithful, just, and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness, not part, all. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word has no place in our lives. That's an important part, because tonight there's nothing more important that if any one of you have sinned and you've really blown it in this last month or you've stopped standing or you have said a lot of bad stuff to your husband or wife or your children, I am asking you to confess your sins tonight. Repent. And when you repent, you turn 180 degrees and you go the opposite direction. You need to repent and say, forgive me, Father, I got off the track. I am on the side of the embankment, and I am wounded, and I'm hurting, and I'm made a mess. Now will you help me get up and then purify me from all unrighteousness because you are faithful. You are faithful. He is going to do that if we speak and we confess. But if we stuff down the sin and keep stuffing it down and you keep doing things and you think nobody knows what I'm doing and nobody knows, but God knows. God is there all the time and he is wanting you to, to get the message. The, the testimonies in Psalm 119, I didn't even look up the scripture, but I wrote it down, so we'll look it up tonight. Psalm 119. Do you want to read the longest psalm? Go to Psalm 119 and read the book of Psalm 119. And it is an awesome book of the Bible. And I would recommend it strongly because it talks about the word and, oh, so many different things. Have you got it yet? Psalm 119. And it's 138, 138. And I'm going to start with uh, verse 137, which is where it starts. Oh, that was funny. Psalm 137. Righteous are you, O Lord, and your laws are right. The statutes you have laid down are righteous. They are fully trustworthy. One of the words that, of the meaning of faithfulness is trustworthy. The word bears, um, and let me read that to you. The word, um, I'm going to read you. What is faithfulness? What is faithful? Let me read it to you so you know. So let me go back over that. The statutes you've laid down are righteous. They're fully trustworthy. 
The statutes are the laws, and we want to stand on the promises of God. We want to know the law, and we want to stand on the promises of God so we can write it down or put it in your war room or put it in your prayer room or put it in a notebook or put it on the computer that you will claim some scriptures and put your spouse's name, your name, and your children's name in them. And God's word does not return void. So let me go over the meaning of faithful. Found in the American College Dictionary reads, strict or thorough in the performance of duty. Now listen to faithful. True to one's word, promises, vows. Now we're saying God is faithful. Then the next question I asked you, are you faithful? Are you, are you strict or thorough in the performance of duty? Are you true to one's word, promises, vows, full of or showing loyalty or fidelity that may be relied upon, trusted or believed, adhering or true to faith or, or, an, or an original, full of faith. Faithfulness or faithful is full of faith. And it's believing. It is without doubt. Taking that doubt, that unbelief, and you're selling out to the Lord. The meaning of faithfulness from the world's Bible dictionary is the condition of being full of faith, believing. And then it says, let's go to Galatians. And I need to get moving. Galatians 5. Now, I've go to this, and I keep teaching you out of Galatians 5, because if you will go there regularly or you will type it up or whatever, we need to crucify the sinful nature. We need to crucify the sinful nature in your spouse's heart and life, in your children's heart and life, and in, in our own heart and life. And in Galatians 5, verse 16, it says, So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. That means you will not desire the sinful nature. Well, now we got to personalize it and pray for our spouses or children or additional loved ones or friends, co-workers. Pray for our nation. Pray for America. Pray for the churches. Pray for the sinful nature desires what is contrary for the sinful desire. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature they are in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want but if you are led by the spirit you are not under law now i brought my prayer bible and i've told you about my prayer bible and i brought it tonight because there are a lot of words that I say that I bind and then I loose. And binding is, is, is like wrapping and stopping your spouse from committing adultery or sexual immorality or alcohol or drugs. We want to bind it. We want to stop them. And we're saying, Lord, we want to crucify that sinful nature. So in, in Elmer Towns, it's, it's uh, the prayer Bible. I've written about it. You can put that in under uh, search and our Charlene Cares, but it's Elmer Towns and Roy Zook, uh, or Zook uh, wrote this uh, prayer Bible, but in every chapter, almost every chapter, there are um, prayers. 
Isn't that awesome? And then in the back of it, it's got all the different types of prayers, of principles of prayers, and it teaches you all these scriptures to look up. You could spend every day looking up all these scriptures. It's, it's a ball. I love doing it, and it, my time flies. But I want you to understand what the sinful nature is. So in Acts 19, it says the acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Now, we're going to pray against the sinful nature, which is verse 19. And that says, Lord, the fruit of the sinful nature is sexual immorality, impure thoughts, sensuality, worship of false gods. It is hating um, people. It's attacking people. It's jealousy of others and anger at everything, drunkenness, wild parties, and things like these. So those who indulge in these things will not see the kingdom of God. And then, so I say, Lord, I bind against every one of these things that's coming in our family's life. Or I said in Bob's life, really is what I said, or in my brother's life or my family member's life, anyone that doesn't know the Lord. And then I say, Lord, I loose uh, the fruit of the Spirit, which is love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, a generous spirit, faithfulness to one's word, gentleness, and self-control. This is completely different from trying to live by the law. Faithfulness to one's word. Are you faithful? Are you faithful to the word of God? Are you faithful to what you say to other people? Hebrews 10, let's go to Hebrews 10. If you want to flip to it, you can join me. Otherwise, we're just going to go there. It's just two verses, 22 and 23. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart, with full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. Hebrews 10 is a scripture that you can put your husband's or wife's name in it and you can say that have their hearts sprinkled to cleanse them from guilty conscience or add some more words in that that you want to personalize that scripture. You need to uh, know what it is. Nelson's three-in-one reference companion Bible says faithfulness is making faith a living reality in one's life. Is it really alive in you? Are you living? Are you understanding um, that, that there is faithfulness and that your, your husband or your wife, you're praying in faith and believing and God is faithful to answer your prayers if we even fine-tune them and, and have a strategy of praying precisely. And, and it's like laser right onto them, dropping that bomb right where you need that mountain to explode. So we need to understand that in Moses proclaimed in uh, 
what chapter, I just flipped the page. Moses complained. In Exodus 34, four to seven, and he went up to God and had a time where he wrote the second command, the Ten Commandments, a second time. And in verse six, he said, "And God, and this is referring to God." And he passed in front of Moses, proclaiming, "The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands, and forgiving wickedness." rebellion, and sin. We need to understand throughout the Bible, as you read it, you will see God's faithfulness and you will see him also angry at sin. And there's consequences to sin. Moses did not get to see the promised land, nor did the original ones that crossed the Red Sea. In book of Joshua, God showed his faithfulness to his people to take them into the promised land that flowed with milk and honey. <clears throat> but God was faithful to his promises for the children. I am telling you, I want you to examine your hearts and your mind. In Proverbs 16, 5-7, the Lord detests the proud of heart. Be sure of this, Proverbs 16, 5-7, they will not go unpunished. Through love and faithfulness, sin is atoned for. Through the fear of the Lord, a man avoids evil. When a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he makes even his enemies live at peace with him. Psalm 91, verse 4. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. I am trying to say to you, God is faithful. Do you believe in his faithfulness? Will you be faithful to him also? Those are my two questions. Because I've proved the case throughout the Bible. I can take you to, from Genesis to Revelation. I can talk to you about Paul and Peter and Mary. They were faithful men and women. And that is what we have to decide. Are we going to try to live a secret life? Are we going to squeeze in reading the word of God? Are we going to squeeze in praying? Or are we going to join God's army and fight the fight and pray for people that we don't even know personally. We need to get serious about praying for others. If you pray for others and you do for others, God's going to bless you. Well, the blessing, you may be, you save $5 on a sub. Maybe I saved $10 on a copay. But there is a time where all of a sudden, your spouse is starting to move and they're starting to call you and they're starting to question. And I am saying, what idol have you put in front of God tonight? What idol? What is more important? 
than God. I'm stomping on toes tonight because we want our spouses home for Thanksgiving and Christmas. We even want them home just for dinner or just for Christmas Eve. We want our family together as a whole. It looks impossible right now. But with God, nothing is impossible. And that is where I'm, I'm pleading with you tonight to get serious about standing and praying. Not standing, praying. Reading God's word. Are you faithful? What's your answer? Don't tell me. Let the Holy Spirit tell you. Ask him. And may you ask him, help me to break all the bad habits. Help me to find the time. Help me to have enough energy to be able to do what I need to do. Because I don't have time. I don't even know where I could even fit it in. I understand. But I know God says, I will show you. You call me. You talk to me. You get in the car and we'll talk in the car. But I want you and put in a CD of the Bible and listen to it on the way back home. Talk to him and listen. Stop the CD and say, wow, that was a powerful scripture. You've got to choose. We have a choice every day to be faithful to your Lord and to your beloved spouse and children. Are we being faithful or are we spewing? Are we telling everybody all about what our spouses are doing or what our kids are doing? If you want to tell them to pray and you've got, you're serious, you don't have to give a lot of details, then do that. But don't spew the garbage. We need to not spew it because they're coming home. They're on their way home. We just got to believe. We got to get ready. We got to get our house ready. And if we're not ready mentally, emotionally, spiritually, eh, they're not coming home this year. You know, we've got to get serious. And I'm going to close with 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 3 to 5. But the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. That's one I think you ought to write down. I ought to pray about it. But the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. That's what I want. We have confidence in the Lord that you are doing and will continue to do the things we command. May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, Lord God, thank you, thank you for tonight. Thank you that we can laugh and we can cry and we can pray and we can say, Lord, help us, help us, help us. Lord, I worship you and praise your holy name. And I thank you that you are going to remove the blinders, the scales that are on our spouses, our children's eyes, that they cannot see. Lord, we ask that you will open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God to receive forgiveness of their sins and be sanctified in faith with you. Oh, Father God, it says in the Bible, repent, turn from the wicked ways. 
crucifying their sinful nature, crucify and destroy all the ungodly relationships they have, sever, cut, and destroy them forever, that they will not, they'll be broken forever. Lord, you know that you need to open my spouse's or our spouse's and our children's ears to hear the truth, to hear the Lord's voice. And that, Lord, I pray you will turn the volume up on your voice that they will hear you loud and clear for every one of our standards, spouses, and children who are in the far country. Lord, I pray you will open and know the Lord's, the prodigal circumstances, and I pray you will start moving and, and uh, taking that mountain and whittling it down to be safe. And, Lord, I pray that you will keep telling them and calling them by their name. You, you numbered and named the stars, and you know every hair on our spouse's head and our heads. So, Lord God, I pray that you would speak to them morning, noon, and night, and turn up the volume more and more. And I pray and right now for all the prodigals and all the standards and all their family members that you will touch them and you will remove the, the uh, separation, stop it and heal that marriage or stop the divorce that's all on our court pages. Or Father, delay it and delay it so much that it ends up to be removed from the court's docket. Pray we bind against and pray against the spirit of anger and bitterness and and root of bitterness in our own hearts and in their hearts. There are so many men or women that have left home because they've gotten mad of how they were treated or how we treated them. Lord God, forgive us. Forgive us. And now, Lord, may they see that we are willing to do whatever it takes. And we pray that the that wall of no communication is just knocked down forever and that we will have a loving communication, a loving communication, agape love, an eros love that will be rekindled, reignited suddenly, quickly, now, soon, Father God. Nothing is too hard for you. Lord, we ask you to send warrior angels to uh, be around them, to fight the enemy, to release my beloved spouses, all these spouses, Father, all the beloved spouses, every single one of them around the world, Father, that they will just be ready, that you will just touch their mind, renew their mind suddenly, quickly, and they will just be ready to come home. They don't even want to come home. And Father God, I pray that you will take all the circumstances that every one of our spouses or our standards are facing, and I pray you will turn it around to good. And I pray that you will touch the ones that have waited the longest. And, oh, Lord, I pray for the ones that have waited the longest, that you will have compassion on them. You will speak so loudly to them. You'll give them promises of God, and you will uh, speak to them louder than ever before, and they know that they know they've not been forgotten, and you're going to move the mountains of circumstances in their heart and life. Lord, we just give you the praise. We give you the glory that uh, for all the standards who need healing or physical, emotional um, or financial help, Lord, I pray you would meet all their needs in the name of Jesus. I pray that you will bless all of us and help us all to walk into the, into the faithfulness that we need to live in. Lord, I pray that you will help us open our eyes to see and open and dig up our hearts to soften it and make it a heart of flesh. And Lord, I pray that you will take 
um, all of us and be more like you? And what would Jesus do? What would Jesus say? What would Jesus um, put first? What's the priority? Father, have us, have mercy on every one of us. Have mercy and grace. And Lord, if there's anyone that does not know the Lord Jesus Christ tonight, I pray they will come to the staff or to me and they will say, I need to know the Lord like that. I need to know what you've been talking about. I haven't surrendered my heart and life. I've been going to church, but I'm playing the game and I need to know the Lord tonight. I don't want to wait one more night. And Lord, we'll just give you the praise and the glory for your faithfulness that you are so faithful to us. You are so awesome. And Lord, I pray now that these people who are saying, Lord, I need to open my eyes to your faithfulness. Reveal yourself to me. May you do it tonight and tomorrow and the next day forever. In Jesus' precious holy name, I pray. Amen. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages.